The focus is on Tom Brady on this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast with news and rumors continuing over the weekend with a dash of Gronk in there and a former Buccaneers player making some bold, albeit some short-sighted comments about the team in another live mock draft using some of what Jason Light had to offer as a guide. We're in the final stretch towards the 2022 NFL draft right now on the Locked on Bucks podcast. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view every single day. I am David Harrison, my co-host James Jarko, not here for today's episode. But you can find both of us covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers in writing. You can find James over at SB Nations, BucksNation.com. And you can find me writing for SI.com's BucksGameDay.com. When we aren't there or here, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Locked on Bucks. Thank you again for making us your first listen or view of the day. Tom Brady back in the news over the weekend. Uh, and we kicked off the week with Scott Smith, the senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com. That was our episode yesterday. Went through the whole offseason, the ups and downs, the twists and turns, uh, and the fact that it really actually hasn't unstabilized the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as much as we probably expect all the twists and turns to unsettle uh, an NFL team. And then we talked about some draft stuff. We went over some some draft projections and all those things. A good conversation. If you haven't caught that, please uh, check out yesterday's episode with Scott Smith when you're done with today's episode. But over the weekend, catching up with some of the news uh, and unfortunately some more rumors that came out. Tom Brady in the news specifically spoke to Complex Magazine recently about his decision to step away from the game and then his decision to come back to the game at one point to, again, Complex, stating, quote, I wanted to make sure the team had time to plan. I didn't want them to get too far down the line and then realize that I wasn't going to play. So I tried to let them know as early as possible when I felt I was sure that I wasn't going to be able to make the commitment to play. I wanted to tell them that my life was going to take me in a different direction. Having different conversations with Bruce and Jason, there's still an intense love of the sport. I think that will always be there. I really wanted to make sure this offseason – and I had told the team that I really need to spend time with my family if I'm going to come back and play and make this commitment to this team. I love the players. There's no way in the world I'd be coming back to play with guys that I didn't care deeply about, end quote. And that kind of fits the narrative of what we've known or what we've uh, been talking about with Tom Brady's retirement, kind of making that decision as early as possible so that the Buccaneers could carve out their path ahead. Um, and we had several discussions about options and and possibilities and I don't think, guys, that the single option or a possibility that we discussed on this show was agreed upon uh, by everybody involved, by either James or I, other listeners, other other media members. The Bucks themselves probably didn't have a consensus uh, route that they wanted to follow inside the building. But the, the search was on. You know what I mean? Was it going to be uh, Blaine Gabbert coming back or Kyle Trask? Was he going to get handed the reins uh, in his second year? And was he ready? Deshaun Watson. Uh, was a guy that, you know, his name was obviously thrown out there a lot. Derek Carr, because every single year Derek Carr's name uh, is thrown into trade conversations. And even with his new contract with the Raiders, I'm not completely sold that in 2023, we're not going to be having conversations uh, about Derek Carr getting traded. So Tom Brady doing the team a solid in a lot of lights, right? Saying kind of, hey, look, you need to prepare for life uh, without me coming back next year, even though I'm under contract, because as of right now, uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Then... He decided to come back, and Brady spoke about that as well, again, to Complex, saying, quote, at that point, I decided to talk to my family, and I said, I think I want to do this one more time if you guys will support that, and my wife was so supportive of it, and she said, look, I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy it and go out there and win. 
ultimately that's why I came back to win. There's only one reason to play for me at this point in my career, and that's to win. End quote. And that's a very valid point. Tom Brady's legacy is cemented. The most accomplished uh, quarterback in NFL history, if not the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And unfortunately, uh, there are still some people who uh, want to hold on to this narrative that Tom Brady has been carried to seven Super Bowl championships. That's uh, quite the uh, the journey to be carried down. But that's unfortunately what some people say. And unfortunately, there's still rumors that we have to deal with. So over the weekend, while Tom Brady's uh, conversation with Complex on on stepping away from the game and then stepping back into the game uh, is being published and run, Chris Sims also decided to jump in on Mike Florio's Pro Football Talks, uh, Miami Dolphins and Tom Brady rumored uh, connections that they claim are verified. But uh, again, they're the only people claiming that it's verifying telling Chris Sims that is telling uh, God the God bless football podcast that he knew or he knows the offer that the Miami Dolphins were planning to make uh, in order to get Tom Brady to be the quarterback and Sean Payton to be the head coach. Quick recap for any of you who uh, maybe aren't fully uh, up to speed with the details of this. The uh, supposed story, again, Mike Florio of PFT, uh, PFT is is reporting, is that Tom Brady essentially stepped away from the Buccaneers with the intention of them going and buying a minority share of the Miami Dolphins. Once he bought a mi- minority share of the Miami Dolphins, they were going to then trade uh, for the New Orleans Saints to the New Orleans Saints some draft picks to get head coach Sean Payton's contract to Miami so that he would come in uh, and replace Brian Flores. And then once that was in place, they were then going to go to the Buccaneers and say, look, I own the Dolphins. I've got Sean Payton. I'm going to play for the Dolphins now and trade for his own rights to put himself on the on the field uh, as a player slash minority owner of an NFL franchise. PFT claims that they have uh, that they have sources and they have confirmation from inside the Dolphins organization. Mike McDaniels has come out and said that no, those things weren't happening. Anybody from the Buccaneers organization willing to speak about it says that it wasn't going to happen or they just flat out, you know, refused to basically uh, talked about, talk about it. And honestly, just as the rumors were kind of cooling off and everybody was moving on Sims over the weekend, decided to come right back up and pour some lighter fluid on those uh, burn burning out embers and flare things back up, claiming that the dolphins were going to trade for Sean Payton's rights with the New Orleans saints for a first round draft pick. And then they were going to trade a second round draft pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Tom Brady. Sims saying, quote, they were going to trade a second-round pick to Tampa Bay to get Brady. The Bucs weren't going to hold him hostage. Sean Payton and the Saints, that was going to be a first-round pick to get that deal done. Now, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times uh, tweeted out said that he loves Chris Sims, but that this was not going to be happening. That The Bucs have denied any contact with the Dolphins about this type of a situation and also says the team did not contact quarterback Deshaun Watson's people uh, either, which is part of Sims's claim and report is that the Buccaneers basically went to Brady and said, look, we're about to start pursuing Deshaun Watson, among others. If you're not going to come back, you know, we need to make that solidified so that we know where we're going. And that's one of the, th- the things that kind of inspired Brady to go ahead uh, and rescind his stepping away from the game. So that's kind of the latest in the rumors. Believe him if you want to. Don't believe him if you don't want to. At the end of the day, I- I've said it before on this show. I'll continue to say it that there's got to be. I think there's something here. I don't think it's just poof, you know, magically pulled out of thin air. There may be a misunderstood meeting at Starbucks or something. Uh, I don't know. There, this this whole story is coming from somewhere. I just kind of have to believe uh, at this point in time. But we're probably not going to get the full truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth until Tom Brady himself decides to clear the air about it. And that's probably going to come after his time with the Bucks, and most likely his time with the NFL is over. But our talk about Tom Brady is not over. We are going to talk a little bit more about the quarterback and we're going to talk about some other players as well 
on this episode. Thanks to our next partner who has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a vitamin supplement that packs a punch and actually tastes great. AG1 by Athletic Greens contains 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens, and mixed with 12 ounces of water. And I like to put pineapple juice in mine. It's a great way to get my day started. It's a great way to get your day started as well. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you can take AG1 by Athletic Greens. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water or juice every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listener, first view every single day. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern, available on Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Rumors and speculation aside, Tom Brady is playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. That much we know, no matter what. And recently, he also agreed to do something that has been confirmed by the team. And it's going to help the team stay competitive this upcoming season. Uh, Brady, the quarterback, restructuring his current deal to free up $9 million dollars in salary cap space for 2022, which gives the Buccaneers currently about $13.5 million in cap space, according to SpotTrack. Now, with pretty much every contract restructure, Brady's not taking any less money uh, or anything like that, and there are no years uh, added on to Brady's contract, either in void or actual years. Either it's simply just moving some money from bonuses uh, down or bonuses or guarantees to be paid this year into bonuses to be paid in future years, void years, Uh, especially that already exist on the contract. Now, this move, again, does give the Buccaneers uh, an estimated $13.5 million in cap space court and spot track. Doesn't necessarily automatically point to the return of someone like Rob Gronkowski or Dominican Sue. Uh, I know that when the news initially broke, that's what a lot of people thought is maybe this was the money to clear up in order to bring back Gronk or Sue. Doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean it's not, but it also doesn't necessarily mean that that move is uh, pending or is is incoming, you know, imminent, as they would like to say. Typically, Teams want around $10 million stashed away for their draft class. So you look at it again, they've got about $13.5 million, So $10 million of that, give or take, uh, for the draft class gives them about $3.5 million. So again, if you bring back Sue or you bring back Gronk or you bring back both of them, still going to have to find some money somewhere. And again, contracts can be uh, reworked, can be restructured to shift money uh, all over the place. Not really a huge deal, but it is good to see the Buccaneers making some moves to potentially bring in uh, another piece to, of course, also just recently brought in another defensive lineman from the free agent pool. Of course, if Scott Smith of Buccaneers.com, again, my guest on yesterday's episode is correct, then Gronk is going to end up coming back anyway, and the team's going to need as much cap space as they can get to go ahead and pay him 
uh, to come back and play with his buddy Brady and the Buccaneers one more year. And it appears anyway that Rob Gronkowski's offseason activities are certainly keeping him prepared for playing in the NFL. He doesn't look like he's a guy who's uh, fully into retirement, certainly, you know, enjoying uh, the game show circuits or the the show award circuits and some time in Hawaii and and all those things with his girlfriend, but also working out with Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry. A picture of the two uh, mid or post workout was posted on Friday on Instagram, uh, showing Gronk very much looking like he's still in football shape. Of course, uh, he might just be saying in wrestling shape because Gronk also calling out Dwayne the Rock Johnson, saying that he wants a match. Uh, so. Gronk could be looking to stay in football shape to come back to the Buccaneers in 2022, or he could be saying, uh, trying to stay in WWE shape to uh, maybe headline or be one of the main main storylines in WWE's WrestleMania uh, in 2023. Whatever it is, those guys still in the news, still doing good things. Another former Buccaneers player, however, also in the news over the weekend, uh, former Buccaneers defensive tackle Booger McFarland deciding to Get his name out there. I don't know. I don't know what the inspiration was. Decided he wanted to get his name out there uh, in the offseason. And unfortunately, it worked because because obviously uh, people are writing about it. People are talking about it. Now we're uh, also going to talk about it here. Basically, Booger McFarland, who, uh, by the way, the Buccaneers were one in four in postseason when Booger McFarland was on the field. I uh, remember during that Super Bowl run in the 2020 or the 2002 season, uh, Booger was on IR for that entire postseason run. So he's a Super Bowl champion. Yes, but he was not on the field. Uh, when he's on the field again, the Buccaneers one in four in the postseason. Uh, that is Booger's uh, legacy with the Buccaneers as far as playoff football. Went on ESPN Radio and said that the Buccaneers were not a top three contender for the Super Bowl in 2022, in his opinion. In fact, McFarland said Tampa is really good. He did acknowledge uh, that they're really good, but not a top three contender because of the holes on the roster and some other reasons. So let's go through some of the reasons uh, that Booger decided to say the Buccaneers were not top three uh, contenders for the Super Bowl. Starts off with holes in the defensive line and the pass rush. Now, we just talked about Ndamukong Sue. Obviously, the Buccaneers uh, have, have yet to bring him back. And if you don't have him, you're looking at uh, maybe a Patrick O'Connor, maybe a Raheem Nunez-Rojas, or maybe a draft pick uh, starting in that spot along the defensive line with Vita Vea and William Golston. Or maybe Will Golston basically just steps in and kind of gets uh, an increased workload. But then you have you know Nacho or you have Pat uh, stepping in there or a draft pick stepping in there. What have you? So there's obviously a hole there, and then he talks about the pass rush. Look, Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, likely not coming back to the team, and we love JPP. We love what happened uh, from the draft. Again, Scott mentioned this uh, as well. James, I know, has gone on record here on the show and and kind of said like we all need to remember just how successful that trade for JPP uh, has turned out to be. But I think we've seen the best of Jason Pierre-Paul, and I think that you know Joe Tryon Schwenka probably going to be stepping into that role, and I think it's time for him uh, to go ahead and step in that role. The Buccaneers probably add another edge rusher there outside linebacker in the NFL draft this weekend and move forward there. If those are your holes, right? If those are your biggest holes, then obviously I think you have a pretty good team still uh, on the field there. Now he also mentioned Booger did wide receiver situation based saying that starting the season, Russell Gage is going to be the number two receiver. And then when Chris Godwin comes back, he'll be the number three and that Booger doesn't expect Godwin to come back until at least December. So that's the earliest. He doesn't expect Godwin to come back uh, is until December which, you know, he doesn't say specifically whether or not he has any concrete information on that. I'm not sure that he does. I think he's just kind of spitballing here. That would basically make it almost a full year uh, recovery when most people kind of put a nine to 10 month uh, timeline on that. My only question to that would be if Chris Godwin isn't expected to return until early December, then how is Jamison Williams getting top 15, uh, top 12 draft pick status 
uh, in the 2022 NFL draft, having torn his ACL later in the season, later in the calendar year than Chris Godwin did. Now, Scott Smith also, when we mentioned that uh, Jahan Dotson was our draft pick in the network's ultimate mock draft, uh, 2022 NFL mock draft from James and I basically said, you know, he liked Jahan Dotson. wasn't a matter of the talent and the player, just questioning how much playing time he was really going to get, which kind of leans towards the thought process that Godwin probably not going to be out until, you know, December uh, at the earliest quote unquote. And then he also mentions OJ Howard and Gronk. And this is where things kind of went off the rails a little bit for me from with Booger for one, uh, not knowing how to pronounce Scotty Miller's uh, nickname. C- couldn't say the word scooter. It uh, doesn't show much about how, how connected you are with the franchise, but he kind of downplays the impact of Gronk he even says, can he really even get open that often? By the way, Gronk uh, 2021 top 10 in yards among tight ends and, and top 10. Uh, in touchdowns again among time and, and I think it was eighth in yards and seventh in touchdowns uh Gronk can Gronk can still be effective on the field and then the loss of OJ Howard uh, I mean really the Buccaneers have been playing without OJ wish him all the best luck in Buffalo uh, but the loss of OJ Howard not really as impactful I think as Booger uh, wants it to be and then he talks about scheme philosophy and this is where things really got interesting to me guys because if you listen to the interview he brings up scheme and philosophy and says you know Bruce Arians no risk it no biscuit couldn't really uh, pronounce that either but you you get the idea Bruce Arians wanting to push the ball down the field, rely on Tom Brady, all these things, whereas Todd Bowles probably going to rely on the run. Then the three gentlemen on the interview go in to talk about how the Buccaneers are so much better when they're trying to run the ball. So what is it, Booger? If, 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 the, if the Buccaneers are going to commit to the run more under Todd Bowles and they're better, in your opinion, when they're trying to run the ball more, then wouldn't that be an improvement and not a detraction uh, anyway? So, you know, just a lot of, a lot of holes in uh, McFarland's argument there for why the Buccaneers Aren't a top three team, uh, literally Anthony McFarland flicking boogers out there just trying to get opinions uh, to stick on the wall. And at the end of the day, guys, listen, what I think these guys, what I think Booger is coming up really short on is when you're talking about Super Bowl competitors, you're not talking about September, October, even November football. You're talking December, January and February football. And if Chris Godwin comes back, even if it's December, Chris Godwin comes back and it's Russell Gage getting number two wide receiver reps before then and other guys moving up the depth chart until then those guys that experience elevates their abilities when Chris Godwin gets back on the field it only elevates the team all of those things two teams go to the Super Bowl guys one from the AFC one from the NFC so if you're not a top three team basically what Booger is saying is that he thinks the Rams I would assume and he doesn't specify who his top three are but you have to assume it's the Rams are number one in the NFC and then the AFC side you're looking at two teams in the AFC that you're more confident in over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I got to be honest with you, with the beating with the, with the beating that AFC teams are about to put on each other uh, in the NFL playoffs, I can't pick two AFC teams that are going to be potentially better than the Buccaneers. Again, health really is, is really the biggest determining factor in, in most seasons that we saw that bite the Buccaneers in the butt. But when you're talking about just a roster standpoint, Sounds to me like someone who uh, maybe doesn't appreciate seeing a team that he had very little playoff success with having a lot of playoff success without him. But maybe that's just me. Opinions are uh, everywhere. Everybody's got them. I've got them too. And I'm going to open the door for you guys to criticize my opinions potentially with another live mock draft when we wrap up this episode. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at Rock Auto. With the never-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you're going to need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto, a family business 
serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, so go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on there, how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Final segment here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. David Harrison coming solo on this episode. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host James Jarko can be found at jarko underscore bucks. Find my writing at bucksgameday.com. Find James's writing at bucksnation.com. Final road to the NFL draft, guys. We're on it, and the end is near. The light is at the end of the tunnel, and before you know it, it's going to be Thursday night in Las Vegas, and the first round of the NFL draft will be underway. Until then, we're going to make a mad dash, a final sprint, to try to figure out what it is teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might do, and we're going to do so today with our second live mock draft of this offseason here, the second one that we've done here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. And we're going to do this a little bit different. Jason Light mentioned recently, right? And Scott Smith and I, again, on our, on our episode yesterday, kind of talked about this, that they may not have 30 players, 25 players that have that have first round grade. So when 27 comes up, they may not be sitting there with a first round grade on a guy still left on the board. And that may very well inspire a trade back. So I kind of wanted to play with that a little bit and go through. So when you look at the players who are still available, right? So Traylon Burks, wide receiver, just went number 26 to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, before him, Devontae Wyatt came off the board. Zion Johnson ends up with the Green Bay Packers and, you know, other other potential players. Jermaine Johnson is is off the board. Uh, Chris Olave, Andrew Booth Jr., all those guys are off the board. So there are some other players, right? Kyrie Elam is still on the board here. Lewis Seen is still on the board here. And I know that a lot of media members, a lot of Bucks fans kind of look at them as potential options number 27. I do as well. But let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say the Buccaneers don't have first-round grades on those guys. So they go out there looking for a trade partner. I went ahead uh, and pulled up. And again, I think you're looking for a day two trade partner, not so much a later in day one Cincinnati Bengals on this PFF mock draft simulator did have interest in trading up to number 27, but I went with uh, the, the, the earliest day two pick that we could get here. And I look at the Houston Texans offering up pick number 37 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick number 27. Now you look at the trade value charts and we go ahead, we add on number 80 from the Houston Texans. Uh, again, in this year's draft, so a, a second round pick and a third round pick from Houston in the 2022 NFL draft for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number one overall pick the number 27 overall for the NFL. That trade gets accepted. So we resume the draft here and we see the Houston Texans trade up to number 27 to grab Malik Willis, which is very interesting. And that's kind of a situation as a, 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 a projection, right? That Scott and I talked about is that if one of these teams who didn't go quarterback early on. If you look at it earlier, you know, the Houston Texans went at Ikemukwanu with number three, and they come back uh, at number 13 here, and they take wide receiver Drake London. So now they come back into the back end of the first round, number 27, and they take Malik Willis, get that fifth-year option on him, let him sit behind Davis Mills, grow a little bit, learn a little bit, and potentially take over in 2023, maybe even 2024, after you add some more pieces to him. And for Houston, you don't give up any future draft capital. All of it is this year. So now the Buccaneers... Some other players come off the clock or off the board, right? Kyrie Elam's off the board now. Kenyon Green, Daxon Hill off the board. Lewisine comes off the board as well, as do Sky Moore and George Pickens. So now at 37, we've got some choices to make. Travis Jones, defensive lineman. He's been a popular uh, addition to the Buccaneers, potentially someone that Scott mentioned as well. Jalen Petrie, cornerback, defensive back, kind of a little bit of a safety cornerback hybrid. I like him as well. I think defensive line in this point in time. Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State, is another guy that I like. But I think for right now, Travis Jones, is probably the guy we're going to go with. So we'll take Travis Jones at 37 
with the Buccaneers coming up again on the clock at pick 60. Look at the board as it stands. Brian Asamoa is, is the number one guy, according to PFF. Jalen Tolbert is still out there. Nick Cross is, is a safety, intriguing safety prospect. Chad Muma, the cornerback. Uh, look, people have talked about maybe the Buccaneers need to pull the trigger on a on a linebacker, rather, uh, to think about the future post-Levante David. Not sure we're quite there yet. Cam Taylor-Britt is a cornerback uh, that a lot of people have have had some, some uh, affection for tied to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. We go... Uh, you know, we go with the defensive line in the first round. I think we're going to come back. I'm going to come back. Anyway. I'm going to go Jalen Tolbert. Look, Jalen Tolbert, six foot one, 194 pounds, really impressed uh, in the senior bowl, kind of a late addition, kind of a last second uh, addition. He's got a deep ball uh, ability, and he's also got a lot of speed and, and good hands. So we're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on Jalen Tolbert here in the second round and look for some of these other needs. Moving forward, starting at pick 80 here in the third round, you still have Brian Nasamoa. Uh, on the board here, if you want to go, he's a little bit undersized, but he's got a lot of range. Uh, potential will is the way the PFF has him come in. Jamari Sal- Salyer, Marcus Jones, quarterback. Brian Cook uh, is a corner, is a DB, a safety that we have talked about on this show before out of Cincinnati. So we're going to add Brian Cook to Todd Bowles' defense to this Buccaneers roster. Come back at pick 91. I really want to pull, pull the trigger on Kellen Dice, guys, but that's that's a little bit more of a, of a hero thing. Look, Damian Pierce is sitting here in the third round. The Bucs have, have had a lot of running backs in. And I think we all kind of agree they could use another guy to go Leonard Fournette, uh, keep the pressure off of Geo, and see if Keyshawn Vaughn is ready. So we're going to go with Damian Pierce, the Florida Gator there, at pick number 91. Now here's the long stretch. We've got a little while to wait. Now we got to get to pick 133 in the fourth round. Uh, Bailey Zappi, a quarterback that I've seen getting some buzz on social media here uh, recently. Kevin Austin Jr. is on there. We, we've had him uh, in some of our mock drafts, but we've already kind of got a guy there, Joshua Williams, UNC Pembroke Center, uh, number 117 on uh, PFF's board. Look, 6'6", 300 pounds. I mean, he's, he's uh, Division two to, to the National Football League. Jason Light and the Buccaneers have had some success there. Uh, I'm not wholly versed on him, but I pick 133. Uh, why not? Let's go ahead and add some girth to uh, the Buccaneers offensive line there. Now we got to wait all the way to the seventh round till we get to pick 248 and 261. We've talked about this before on this show, guys. I have a lot of love for North Dakota State tackle Cordell Bolson, so not necessarily a need per se, but I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on my guy there. Uh, seventh round, I'm not going to get too crazy about overthinking uh, this whole thing, but I'm not going to take a punter here uh, quite yet either. So let's go through. Let's look for, for maybe another guy that we think could be. And with our final choice, we're going to add more to the defensive line. We're going to take DJ Davidson out of Arizona State university uh the sun devils there getting some love from us so there so there's our mock draft here and again going off of jason light potentially talking about trading back uh we get a b grade for the trade back we go from having pick number 27 in the first round we go to 37 the second 80 in the third pff gives us a b we get an a right off the bat for travis jones uh giving us that that good start jalen tolberg gets us a b brian cook gets us a b minus damian pierce gets us a c plus i'm gonna disagree with that joshua williams our division two uh, offensive lineman, apparently not an Ali Marpet future uh, for for that young fella. Uh, but then we get a B plus, uh, two B pluses to end the round or to end the draft here with Cordell Volson and DJ Davidson, a B plus overall. So of course, as always, guys, let uh, let me know what you think of that mock draft, the, that scenario. Again, just kind of looking at and you know, force a little. Lewis Seen was there, Kyrie and there, there are definitely some guys you could justify taking twenty seven. But really, kind of wanted to dive into what it might look like if. The Buccaneers decide they don't want to spend a first-round pick on one of those guys, go into 
uh, the NFL draft looking uh, that direction, looking to trade and still some pretty uh, significant, some impact players potentially joining this Buccaneers roster. So thank you for sitting through that exercise with me. We will do some more mock drafts between now and draft day. That is what this time of season is for, is trying to kind of figure out the equations and the possibilities that are going to happen. Of course, we'll be having our final mock draft dropping on Thursday uh, before the first round of the NFL draft kicks off. If you think you know who the Buccaneers are going to take at number 27 or just in general who their first pick is going to be of the 2022 NFL draft, drop that prediction to us in the DMs at Locked on Bucks on Twitter or in email at Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com or call it in to 813-444-5841 and you'll be entered to win the draft jersey of that first overall pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they pick the player you guess, you and everybody else that guess that player will be entered into a randomizer. We'll get one lucky winner and you will win a free jersey. So look, for the next five years, you don't got to worry about is he going to be a bust? Is he going to be a standout star? You have a jersey. It didn't cost you anything. Low risk for you. As our thank you for uh, making the Locked on Bucks podcast such a successful venture for James and I. And we also thank you for making this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listener, your first view every single day. Now make your second listen or view the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back. James will have the next episode solo, but then we will be back for our final look at the NFL NFL Draft before Thursday night gets started. So for James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter again at DHarrison82 at JRCO underscore Bucks and at Locked on Bucks. If you're on about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Fire the cannons. Thank you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.